You're listening to a Life and Times of Video Games soundbite. I'm Richard Moss. Golf games have pretty much all operated, according to one of a few different control schemes for handling the virtual golfer's swing, with some minor variations along the way. You've got the one-click system, you set up your shot, you press the button, and it's all done for you. Then there's the popular three-click system. Press to start the backswing, you press to end the backswing, and you press to hit the ball. And this comes in a few common variants, visually speaking. There's the horizontal bar, the vertical bar, the C-shaped gauge. And mechanically speaking, you may have to press and hold in some games, like Lynx, which we just covered, uh, rather than press and press. And then you release to control the backswing, and you press again to finish your shot. Then there are some games, especially on this side of the 1990s, that offer a more visceral flick-based mechanic, where you, you, you physically slide the mouse, or you flick a joystick or an analog stick. And a few games will even provide motion controls, where you mimic a real swing with your hands and shoulders. Vance Cook had a hand in inventing most of these. He was one of the co-creators of the best-selling Lynx series of computer golf games, which I just explored in episode 27. And later in his career, after he left Access Software, he led the development on front-page sports golf, as well as two other golf game franchises, PGA Championship Golf and Tiger Woods PGA Tour Golf. When I interviewed him for that Lynx story, I wanted to get his insights as to how those different control mechanisms have changed the virtual golfing experience, and how they fit with the audience for those games. So I pretty much straight up asked him. And the the Lynx Lynx games, those early games, are quite notable nowadays, and leaderboard as well, uh, for the way that... uh, you have so much finesse over uh, how you play your shots, the way you can adjust your stance, you can adjust the the club position, you can have all this little fine grain control over things that nowadays is is very rare. Uh, were you worried at that point, uh, at any stage in during development, that you might overwhelm players? Not really, because... At that time, we were a sim. We were a simulation, right? And we were trying to create that simulation experience because the following that we had was a simulation audience. So, um, so at that time, no, I wasn't. But, but it was interesting later in my career, right? Because sims were in my DNA. You know, they were my core. I loved creating a simulation game. And then, you know, later on, uh, I sold my company to Sierra and they, they kind of came the simulation direction as well. And, uh, but then when I bought my company back and then I later started doing deals with EA sports, they had a different philosophy and, uh, and I clashed for quite a while there with, you know, David Martini at uh, EA sports he was dragging me to a more consumer level, emotional experience. You know, they had these, it was not a simulation. I mean, so it always felt dumbed down to an extent to me. And I, uh, I resisted that. It took me a little while 
to really fully get on board for the vision. And, you know, and in hindsight, you know, he was right. You know, that, that was what the market wanted. And that simulation audience that we were catering to in the Lynx days, you know, was a, was a smaller audience. And, you know, EA Sports wanted to reach that much larger audience that was overwhelmed by stance and all of that. But we were, we were serving features that our audience wanted. Not a hundred percent of them, but, but they ate that stuff up and they, I mean, that's why they tolerated 20 second redraws is, you know, they weren't into the emotion of it. They, you know, they wanted to feel like they were experiencing golf out on this real golf course. So it was, it was a different audience. Yeah, and re- related to that, um, something that is interesting looking through your career has come up again and again uh, is uh, the swing. So at Lynx, you guys, I believe, are the ones who came up with the idea of a C-shaped swing. And then later on, you had um, with, uh, what was it, front page sports golf, you had the the mouse shape, the mouse true movement thing and shake, the true swing. And then on Tiger Woods, you kind of uh, experimented a bit more with with doing that kind Same of thing. thing. So yeah. I'd be interested in hearing about uh, where each of these came from. What what was driving them? How did you come up with the uh, analogies for how the swing would work? Yeah. So when uh, when you're using a three click, you know, click to start, click to set the power, click to set the snap or the accuracy. You know, there the inter integration or the interaction between you and that golfer is limited. And you know, it's it's fun, but it's not a real swing. And so I was really trying to find a way that would make you feel more connected to the swing. And uh, the mouse was the best thing we had at that point. You know, there, there, were, there were joysticks, but, you know, you couldn't count on the market having joysticks to the same degree you could mice. And they also didn't have the precision that a mouse did. So, you know, I experimented and experimented and worked and worked and worked on that true swing for months and months to, to perfect that. And it was one of those things where I wasn't really fully sure if people were going to buy it and and like it either. But to be able to naturally hit a slice or a draw or a fade was fun for people, and uh, and they they really enjoyed it. I mean, it had a couple of weaknesses, like people could use an edge, and and some people would go and buy a mouse specifically that had a flat edge, and they'd hold something against it, and so you know they could cheat. But, um, you know, we could, you could usually call them out and you could see when they're cheating because they were too perfect. But it, it was really about trying to create some kind of interface device that was going to feel a little more natural. And, uh, and that worked. I mean, that, uh, that really worked well and it, and it was fun and it, and it, uh, it engaged my team. Like we, we'd play at lunch as we were getting ready to release, you know, I made everybody play and I put money on the line, you know, so, so they cared if, you know, to make a team care like a real consumer did, you know, you had to do things like that. So I put money on the line when we'd go and play and it, and it was a skill you could develop. I wanted a skill. I didn't want luck or timing. Timing is a skill, but I wanted it to be a little bit more substantial. 
So it was uh, it was kind of based upon that, you know. But after True Swing, I, I did one more one more swing innovation that uh, that that I enjoyed as much and was just as hard. That was uh, Tiger Woods' We. And so uh, I don't know if you've seen or played that one, but that was. I have it. I have a copy somewhere in a in a box behind me. I think I have a copy somewhere. So I mean, that was just as hard, you know, maybe maybe harder than those others, because those accelerometers in that were not fantastic, and and it took all kinds of fudging and working and playing and interpreting and to try and get that to to feel natural. In the end. I'm really proud of it. In fact, Tiger Woods, we, you know, is really one of my, one of my favorite, what was it? 08? I think it was Tiger Woods 08. We was really one of my favorite swings of any golf game I've ever worked on to play with. And, uh, you know, that one, that one felt, felt good as well, but it was, it was pretty dang challenging. I, I went through a couple engineers on that one. You know, I drive them crazy, you know, sitting by them, try this, try that, try this, try that. Not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And, you know, we just, I drove him crazy. And, you know, finally, Joel Howell, I think, you know, worked with me and he was able to nail that. Uh, But that was that was maybe the third, the third innovation that, you know, me and my team worked on together and maybe one of the hardest. And a reminder again, before I let you go, that uh, you can hear more about Link's and Vance's uh, journey in, in virtual golfing. In the previous episode, episode 27, and you can find more sound bites at lifeandtimes.games. And if you really appreciate what I'm doing here and you want to help me do more of it, you can donate to me via paypal.me slash mossrc, or you can make a monthly pledge on Patreon at patreon.com slash lifeandtimesofvideogames. I'll be back really soon with a new episode. But until then, take care of yourselves and each other. See you soon.